fantasy. Okay, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, Peter. All right, excellent. Well, welcome. We're, we're live right now, Peter. Uh, welcome, we everybody, to... I think I missed spoke last week. This is episode 10 of season two of the Fantasy for Manly Men podcast. And always, I'm here with Peter Higgins. Yes, you are, again, as always, here with me. Oh, it's beautiful to see your face again, Peter. It's excellent to see you, Ben. How are you doing? Do you like my... I got my jersey in today. Do you like it? Let me see it. Uh, I think I've made my views on Jordy Nelson and his stupid name quite clear. Uh, if I haven't, he has a stupid fucking name. What kind of name is Jordy? Is it short for Jordan? Uh, then why not just be called Jordan? God, Jordy is the most Kansas State Green Bay name I've ever heard. White wide receiver. Ugh, I hate Jordy Nelson. It's stupid. And those, you guys can't see it. It's a, it's a retro Jordy Nelson jersey. It, no, I don't like it. I think it's ugly. That's an ugly Packers jersey. I don't like that. I don't like those jerseys at all. The only redeeming quality of the Packers is their green color. And uh, <laughs> that, that jersey has failed to capture the only redeeming quality. Well, I'm just happy to get another superstar uh, Hall of Famer jersey. So it'd be nice to wear this. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer now? Uh, <laughs> That's a stretch for Jordy Nelson. Hey, wait till Raji comes back. <laughs> okay. The rapist. <laughs> Oh, the rapist. All right. Well, uh, let's just well, get to it here. Yeah. So recent events in the last week, we've had some more injuries and things like that. Oh, and for those uh, in the lively discussion on the group me, um, somebody posted a very nice picture of Jerry Kyle, and I got to have some fun with that instead of working. Um, so it was oh, a nice yeah. distraction for me. Uh, and, and thank you, guys. Uh, like I said, on the group me, let's uh, – keep finding those photos and each season I'll make a new, uh, new fantasy football league, uh, logo like that. Yeah. That's a fun one. Well, wait, why does it have to be new every year? I like, that's how you build a brand. You get continuity for at least a couple of years. Well, maybe, I mean, you know, we have throwback jerseys like these, uh, there's gotta be some throwback logos. There's an evolution to the sport. All right, fine. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tease that for later, but I got another idea of how we might evolve our league. Uh, maybe we'll, do that as a nice little intermission here. Oh, and uh, Peter, I see you're drinking something nice and amber. What are you drinking today? Um, Great Lakes Brewing, a Dort, Dortmunder Gold. It's a lager. It's good. Dortmunder style. Very nice. I think this is our first uh, uh, podcast with beers, so uh, a hopcast, if you will. What are you drink some uh, Founders Backwards Bastard Ale. Uh, Recommended by the one and only Mike Connor, and I believe it's around 12.6%. So let's see where this takes me in the rest of this podcast. Wow. It's a hefty percentage there. All these founders, uh, oak, bear, or oak bourbon barrel um, uh, brewed beers are just, just fantastic, and this one is no different. Good choice, Mike. All right, well, let's jump into the recap of the week. Uh, just a quick overview. Again, everybody, this is incredible. Four and three or three and four. This is just uh, what a Everyone is? Yeah, what everyone within a half a game of uh, first place. One game. Oh, you only have to win one and have it. Well, yeah, I guess that's how it works. Anyway. You win one and lose one. It's one game. But 
everybody's in control of their own destiny here, although things are pretty tumultuous in the league. Uh, well, I, you know what? Let's, I'll just start off with myself. But Pete, I was your lock of the week, and you cursed me. Good. Yeah. I well, know no, not good. Wait. Yes, good. You were pretty happy about that. Uh, dropped me to three and four. Um, I just had uh, my team imploded over the week. I don't know. You're probably watching Thursday Night Football and saw Marshawn Lynch have his longest run of the year from the bench to go punch a ref. Oh and get ejected and then wind up in the stands later on in the game. So he put up a That was pretty cool. <laughs> a nice nice uh, less than 1 point for me. And then I had Carson Palmer get break his arm in the middle of it. Uh Terrell Pryor continued to be a scrub and not get any touchdowns from a rather good performance by Kirk Cousins. And then I've got, you know, I, I'm sure you'll just love to to know how well Martavis Bryant got one point and then got demoted to the practice squad in the meantime. So, yep. <laughs> ah, just just a lovely week for myself. Uh, Vaughn uh, had a very nice week, 160 points, uh, topped off by uh, two performances by Derek Carr and Ezekiel Elliott, just showing him uh, doesn't care if he's going to get suspended. He's going to feast until then. Yeah, he had a huge week. Sorry, Yarden. Um, against San Francisco, which isn't totally surprising because they're terrible. But uh, what he had, I think he had just had that one catch that went 72 yards and he had, you know, 147 rushing yards, three more yards, and he would have gotten another bonus. Um, would have been an even bigger week, but you can't argue with 42. Uh, he almost had four touchdowns too, actually. I think they were up in the, the goal line again in the red zone and uh, decided to do a quick pass instead. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it could have been a bigger game for him. Wow. Yeah. Um, he's really Vaughn's only asset right now. Yeah, well, and for the time being, too. And Derek Hart. He's only got one more week. Well, we don't really know what's going to happen. It's true. This is true. So uh, it'll be interesting. But Very interesting to see how Vaughn, Vaughn plays that and what happens in real life, too. Yeah, I can't complain too much. It wasn't a, a bad lineup decision by me. There's nothing else I really could have done, but not too happy with the way my team is performing. And, well, I don't know how to send a message to my players. Maybe tweet it on my guess. Yeah, that'll get them going. <laughs> that'll really get them. Um, yeah. yeah, there's nothing else you really could have done. Just a huge week. I mean, Zeke won it for him. And then Derek Carr helped. But there wasn't really much else going on. No. Alan Hearns had a, a decent game, 100 yards receiving. James White got a touchdown. Um, and a lot of he's, you know, he's basically a wide receiver playing running back, James White. But, yeah, let's move on. Um, your pick, game. Pete. Pick your poison. Who you want to look at next? Uh, we can talk about Howard beating me. Yeah, sure. Let's let's do that. Hey, guys. Oh, oh Sean. Sean Carr joined in. What's going on? We're we're just talking about uh, how nothing. Peter Peter got beat by uh, Howard. Yeah, that was your lock of the week, right? Uh, no, mine was McBroom. Pete, uh, we just got done talking about how my team imploded. Hey, Sean, you got topsy turvy week. Yeah, Sean, you got any beers at the office? We're we're having a, a hop cast. I do have beers in the office, but I need to uh, I need to scoot out pretty soon. I just saw that uh, you guys had started the call. Oh well, do you want to do you want to berate Pete a little bit for how uh, how how Bring are you? Bring it on, Sean. 
Howard, Howard is trying to join the podcast too. I don't know why he's confused. I'll send him another invite. Uh, yeah, Pete, okay. your, your team, you, you played all the right people too. There's really not much you could have done. Uh, your guys just Mariota, unfortunately. What an ugly game against Cleveland. That's not at all what you would have expected. No. Yeah, 8.9. Uh, he's just probably not healthy still. So they have a bye this week, rest up, and hopefully he comes back yeah. looking better. Yeah, just kind of a rough game. Howard had a really good one. Um, Alex Smith put up uh, what is becoming typical Alex Smith numbers, which is just insane, uh, over 25 points. And he had a big game from Jordan Reed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I had Jordan. My Jordan didn't do too well. Jordan Howard. Um, hopefully the Bears offense opens up a little bit this week against New Orleans. And uh, there's some more diversity so that – some running lanes open up for him. Kareem Hunt had a good game, just didn't find the end zone. Uh, Green, AJ Green was down. Jeffrey was down. So I had a, a bad week for my receivers. Just kind of a dud week overall for me. So, yeah. So the Bears are nine point underdogs against. The it's Saints. nine points now. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I, that's kind of what I thought. I mean, I know it's at like it's at New Orleans, which. Oh, that, I mean, that makes sense. Breeze like, just always does really well at home. I know that, I mean, Chicago's defense is incredible. And uh, Bob, Bob Dabrowski had an incredible call on uh, the, the pick six and, you know, the two of them that he got even. Oh, yeah. Bob Dabrowski knows his shit. <laughs> yeah, he does. Apparently, it's incredible. You should take a lesson from him, Pete. Yeah, it's almost as incredible as just the Bears' defense. And I did, I, that line I saw earlier was 7.5, which I just thought was kind of high. And the fact that it's at 9 now is just kind of nuts to me. Well, that just means people that are, much. Well, Vegas me- needs to make, break even, so they're moving the line so more people take it. Also, we didn't really score an offensive touchdown. Yes, you threw seven <laughs> passes. Uh, so, I mean, it, I, don't know what was, I don't know what year it was. The year it went to the Super Bowl, so 06? Oh, six Bears who scored like ten touchdowns in the regular season pretty much carried our our team. This the last two weeks have been eerily reminiscent of that. Yeah, uh, I mean that that year they had sexy Rexy kind of uh, the first half of the year at least was right decent, but yeah they were very defensive and special teams uh, reliant. I mean, Devin Hester was the best offensive weapon, and he didn't really play offense. He was just on special teams. But, yeah, let's not reminisce about the Bears. Ben's got to get going. And um, All right. Well, I, I guess my, my only comments are, like, the league parody is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I didn't touch on that already in your conversation, but everyone's three, or, three and four or four and three. It's amazing. What a great season. I mean, for it's how for yeah. how many injuries there have been, and it, it's just great to see that everybody's in it. and keeping it fun. I even had Brett asking me about fantasy football today and how the IR spots work. So it's good to see that he's, <laughs> he's involved at some level. I it's was, also good to see that you're getting these questions and not me anymore. <laughs> I was unaware of how the IR worked like up until this year. I didn't realize that you can just put anyone who's injured. Doesn't, they don't have to be on IR. No, they do because they do. Brett that's why, asking that's why that. I created the offline IR a few years ago or tried to because people that weren't 
injured, they, they had to go on IR. But the NFL has changed up its IR protocol um, in real life. So teams are more likely to put a player on IR because you can bring two players back in real life from IR. Um, so I think they have to miss a minimum of six weeks if they go on IR, but then you can bring them, you can bring up to two players back from IR. That's yeah. not how Yahoo works though. No, it is. Brett couldn't put move Jay Cutler to the IR because he's injured and not on, not IR. on IR. Yeah. And so the way ours works is you have two IR spots the player has to be on your team first, and then you can move him from the bench or a position to IR, right. and then you can pick up somebody else. You cannot pick up somebody like, let's say Aaron Rodgers was dropped. You can't pick him up and put him straight to IR. You would have to pick him up first on your team on the bench, dropping somebody, and then move him to IR and right. fill that up. Yeah. But, or you could just, I mean, like right now I have Sam Bradford on IR, and he's just out. Okay. Well, what's your question? Well, I guess my question is how how it works. I don't don't see it like... I don't really know either. That's the end of the answer. I mean, like, that's why I tried to do the other thing uh, years ago. That's interesting. I'm not sure why. um, I think we should, well, regardless, and this can be maybe a topic for next year, but I think two IR slots seem a little excessive, especially if you're able to kind of fudge it like I am right now. I don't know how it works, whatever. Yeah, we can talk about that. I'm not. I don't think it's getting uh, abused or too bad. I mean, I have two guys on my IR, but they're nobody special. Well, I guess one's uh, Greg Olson, but it's not. I don't know. Yeah, we can bring it up. Yeah. Well, good seeing you guys. See you tomorrow. Uh, oh yeah, I uh, will. And uh, Sean, you're gonna leave before we talk about Brett beating you. Um. Yeah. I mean, I kind of called that he was gonna beat me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to play him this week. So. Uh, fucking Brad. Give us one. Give us a uh, one sentence on how that feels. Um, emasculating. Okay. I can give you one word. There. Need a, a word sentence. I like it. Um. All right. Well, keep up the good work, fellas. All right, all right. Sean. Have yeah, a good one. Thanks for popping in. Yep. All right. So let's let's demoralize and emasculate Sean a little bit more. Uh, his kicker was one of his third highest scoring player on his team. So good job there, Sean. Ryan, suck up, uh, sucking it up for your team. Yeah, he had his quarterbacks play well, and other than that, really nothing. Um, 45 points combined from Tyrod Taylor and Jameis Winston, and suck up was was a uh, scored all the points in the for the Titans. <clears throat> I would take that 15 uh, over Mariota's 8.9, but yeah, Brett's, Brett's kicker still beat him. <laughs> Big Z, the leg, got 17. Kickers are fucking stupid. I stand by it. Brett just had an overall all-around solid game. Look, no one – Brett's team is so weird. He he has one week where no one cracks 10, and then another week where he puts up 156 and no one cracks 20. Yeah, he has a very uh, – I don't know. I mean, these guys aren't like – they're they're not boom or bust. They're just kind of like just everyone was very solid this week. Yeah, they, Doug Baldwin had nineteen point seven, which was the the high score, but only two guys scored under uh, ten, and Marquis Lee had nine point two. And the other was his, his tight end Kyle Rudolph at six point eight, and who actually outscored Gronk. Um, and then and everyone else was just good. Yeah, well, good good work, Brett. Uh, taking it to Sean and. 
having a well-rounded team. Yeah. For yeah. now, for this week. All right, let's move on. Let's look at uh, my lock of the week last week and Chubby Rumpled Pigskins letting me down. Uh, letting Mother Boy get in. Both actually, you know, pretty good performances. Chubby Rumpled Pigskin, 137 points. Uh, Russell Wilson, Julio Jones really coming in for him. But yeah, about time for Julio. Yeah. But uh, just not a lot of help off his, in his flex spots there. And, uh, well, and not not a lot of help left on his bench either. So, you know, Black, I kind of had this one as it went with a starting off on Thursday night with 48 points from Amari Cooper. Yeah, my God. Out of nowhere. 11 catches, 210 yards, and two touchdowns. I benched and, Cooper in another league. I mean, Cooper had done jack shit. No, he'd done shit. I can't – yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have – He'd gone – okay, he – he had not gotten more than six points since week one. And then he goes off for 48. He had three three weeks in a row, week three, four, and five, where he, he didn't crack two points. And he goes off for 48 in week seven. Uh, give it to Blacka for sticking with – he had to have been a first or second round pick. Yeah. And mm. just sticking with him. And he explodes and won in this game. Well, looking at his bench, though, he really didn't have other players. Like, I wouldn't – maybe – I don't know. Maybe I would have gotten – Deion Lewis in a, in a flex spot instead of that. But still, I mean, Amari Cooper has that boomer bust potential. I'd rather play him than Crowell or Blau Plow. Blau Plow Plow Plow. But uh, Blackout yeah. also got the, he won the week. It was the most receptions was the, this week. Uh, and Amari Cooper had 11. And I think the next closest was nine. And Amari Cooper even had two drops too. Oh, did he? Yeah. He's, he's been dropping. That's been an issue. So it's just the the player with the most catches. Yeah, I did. I did make sure that there were no running backs. I initially just looked at wide receivers, but yeah, he he had eleven receptions. So, what is it this week? Now that we're here, this week I believe it is. Let me verify this. I believe it's the two highest scoring wide receivers. But I need to to look at that real quick. So we and are that can be in flex too, right? Yeah, it's any any two wide receivers. So you can start five, four wide receivers if you want instead of throwing running backs in there. It's up to you. So it's a highest scoring two wide receiver set. So total points by the two okay. wide receivers. So it should be a fun one. should be nice to see these, these tandems go into play. Yeah. I like, uh, I like AJ Green a lot this week against uh, the Colts, but we can get to that later. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. So who else? Uh, then you want to talk more about, about, this nah, game? No more about that game. Let's look at uh, Josh versus Travis. We had a uh, horizontal pass plays with 144 points and GM Jerky Boys 135. So I think we're the closest matchup of the week. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a very close week, but 10, 11 is, or 9, 9 is still pretty close. Uh, He's just riding Carson Wentz, really. Yeah, you know, Wentz leading. versus Prescott. Who do you think is going to be MVP at the end of the year? Like, as it stands now, it kind of looks like it's Wentz or Alex Smith. Uh, Le'Veon Bell might have a, a pretty good case for it too. Yeah, um, I think right now, yeah, probably Wentz. I mean, they have the best record in the league, and he's been phenomenal. Uh, that was a huge game for him on Monday night in front of a national audience. Um, everyone's everyone's loving themselves some Carson Wentz right now. Uh, I think he's he's got to be favored, I would think, in Vegas. Um, 
but it's got to be Trubisky at the end of the year. You think, you know, uh, <laughs> well, who else is, who else is as talented as good looking as poised as just ever the whole package is, is uh, Mitchie T the pretty boy assassin there. Yeah. They just got to give him more chance to throw the balls around. Right. Um, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to boost his ego up too much, you know, nah, they just want him to, you know, otherwise they'd have Cam Newton, Bob Dabrowski pointed this out in the, uh, his, his most recent bears recap, the Baker's bears, Baker's dozen. that's now available online for free. Um, yeah, I mean, they won the game, and they just didn't want Mitch to, you know, get get too big of an ego. They got a ego management is what this is about right now. Now, would you believe me if I told you? Probably not. That it wasn't Carson Wentz and it wasn't Alex Smith leading the odds right now. Who do you think else it could be? Uh, Brady. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Good, good, good work there. Yep, well, I mean, that's just, favored. that's just going chalk with Brady. But are those yeah. are the other two, two and three? Yeah, it's Brady, Wentz, Smith, and then Russell Wilson behind him. Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah. Any, any not quarterbacks on there? Um, I mean, not for a while. Uh, now, Le'Veon Bell then is like seventh. Okay. Yeah, no love for the running backs anymore. But I mean, yeah. I wonder where they'd be if if Antonio Brown wasn't on the Steelers because Bell's really been carrying him, but Antonio Brown's so fucking good. Yeah. Well, between those two, that's like, I mean, that's the offense right there. They are just, I mean, you get Ben to hand off the ball and throw a few passes and those two really take care of things. Yeah. God, that'd be nice. And then they can just bench Martavis Bryant. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, I want to look at this trade real quick. Let's see. Uh, what trade? Well, the what I, what happened for Travis? I gave him Cam Newton, and he had Cameron Brait, and they scored about the same, about nine points. Cam just had a miserable day in Chicago. It yeah. was ugly. The only redeeming factor was that he had uh, fifty rushing yards. Really, he still got two hundred passing, but no touchdowns, nothing good there. And Cameron Brait, a nice. I mean, he's continuing to perform well. I mean, no touchdown this week, but sixty yards and six receptions. I'll do well. Solid. Yeah, that's more than 10 or what? Oh, that's nine. Nine, yeah. And then Will Fuller was on on by, but. Evan Ingram had another big game. That guy's going to be really good. He already is really good. He is. And, uh, you know, without Adrian Peterson there, it's just. Oh, no. Ingram. Eh, Not Ingram. Ingram's on uh, uh, Brett's team. Yeah. Yeah, at the tight end. Where did he go to school? Ole Miss. That's right. Yeah, I'm thinking about I might be playing this two tight end uh, set here later on in the season as well. Who's your other? Uh, when Greg Olson comes back, I've got Kelsey and Olson. And unless when does Olson come back? Week twelve. That's for sure. I mean, well, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, he's on my IR, so that's we'll when see. He's eligible to return week twelve, or uh, I think he's no, I'd be eligible before then. Whatever, yeah, he, whatever. Who knows? If, what did he hurt? Uh, his body. Okay, yeah, that's a good thing. At least, it, at least it wasn't uh, his cognitive ability. Yeah, they or put on one. Yeah, no, no Luke Keekley injury there. Uh, at least I think they put on a really big band aid, and it's sticky adhesive. It's not going to come off until week twelve. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense scientifically. All right. Well, that's that's enough of the recap. Let's uh, let's look at the transactions that we had over the week. Let's do it. All right. So let's just start off with the fab bids. Uh, looks like we had a few go in this week. Uh, I outbid 
Pleca to get Josh Doxson and dropping that scrub Terrell Pryor. Uh, dropped many, you many dropped people. Terrell Pryor? Yeah, he's out there if you guys want him. I mean, I looked at his stats, and he's got one week of 10 points and everything else of like two or three. And wow. uh, it, it hurt me because he was a – I thought he was a great keeper value. At least I didn't take him as early as some of the other people I heard bitching online about fourth or fifth round. Yeah, he was a, a deep sleeper keeper. Yeah, I so I felt okay dropping him. No sunk, sunken cost fallacy there. Uh, Sean spent $30 on Kenny Stills outbidding Nauman for him. Now, where do you see the... Make sure you go to transactions, then go over to Fab Bids under that little header. Oh. Oh, and that, but that only gives you who was... Uh, yeah, People yeah. Were bid that that had. Yeah, we'll bids. we'll look at the transaction. the The bids are the more exciting parts. And then you uh, got you got a uh, Philadelphia over me in my zero dollar bid. Yeah, I knew somebody was going to put in a zero for them, and I needed a bi week filler for the Jags, so they looked pretty yeah. good this week up against uh, Indy, I believe. Yeah. Oh uh, no, San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. So I'll take that. So you're ridding against your boy C.J. Bethed. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, he's, he's he's still a rookie. Um, teams are being able to scout for him, and you know Philly's a good team. They're they're going to be you know pinning their ears back and scoring touchdowns, and I think I think San Francisco is going to have a tough time. I do too. That's why I put in a, a hefty zero dollar bid. <laughs> Gotta love that though. Can't can't lose there. And then a five dollar bid actually out for a kicker, outbidding Sean uh, Will Lutz getting. What is he, the Saints kicker? Ugh. Yeah. Why were two people bidding on a kicker? That's just wrong. And then uh, some of the other transactions that went down. Let's see. Uh, I got Jared Goff back. Yeah, you did. I, I saw that. I, w- I kind of wanted him, but um, I, I can't take it. I need a quarterback this week, and he's on by. So you got him back, Pete. Your, your tactics worked out. Yeah, I'll have him. Uh, I mean, that was really for next week. Yeah, I know. I know. And you want him as keeper value, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he's 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 a good keeper. Yeah, he's – no, he's – I mean, and you can see him the rest of the season and see how he does, but he could have a lot of value as a, a late-round keeper. Pete, yeah. uh, and you, you got Miami as well, so that, that was your second second pick after Philly? What was yeah. left? I think uh, tonight we'll finally see if uh, Joe Flacco is a late or not, and I'm betting on not. And I'm thinking Miami will shut down the Ravens' offense. And who knows? We're not very good at predicting these Thursday night games, Ben. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they. I don't like either of these two teams to put up a whole lot of points, so I'm not starting yeah. anybody from them. I think I only have Alex Collins, but... Yeah, yeah, and a Thursday night game, uh, short week. I don't know, Matt Moore. Uh, we'll see how he does in his start. Yeah, outside of uh, Jarvis Landry, there's really not much on either side. Jay Ajayi, he should probably get a lot of touches. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Ajayi, But, all right, well, let's not talk about the game anymore because by the time everyone hears this, the game yeah. will happen. Let's make a bold prediction. What's a bold prediction that you're going to say? I think, uh, oh, man. Miami scores a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Uh, I, I say I think Matt Moore throws two touchdowns and no interceptions. 
No, that's not right. Baltimore's got a really good – they got good corners. Two touchdowns and two interceptions. Okay, not very bold, but it's a, right. it's, it's a specific number. So I'm either right or I'm wrong. And then, right. and Pete, uh, I don't know if you saw this transaction happen, but I also dropped Martavis Bryant this week. I did see that. Well, just now I saw that. But, yeah, I, I've seen that. Um, can't blame you. He's Did you been... hear all the shit that he was talking on? Oh, of course. Of course. And I've been paying very close attention to that because I wanted the Bears to go after him, but they, they got another receiver, Dontrell Inman. From I the saw that. I saw that. I was I was kind of wait. I was like, do I hold on to him, see if he gets traded somewhere? But usually, guys, they get traded midseason. I mean, hopefully Dontrell Inman works out for you, except in November when we play you. But uh, the guys get traded midseason. They usually don't do too well. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's usually why they're being traded midseason is because they are not the best players. Yeah, Trades aren't very frequent in the NFL to begin with. Um, And then to learn a a whole new system and everything is difficult. But hopefully with uh, Inman, you know, he's just a big, fast, uh, professional wide receiver, and the Bears don't really have that on the roster right now. They've got the Gumption Cowboy Tanner Gentry, uh, but they're just not—they're just not targeting. I mean, I don't know. The Bears are just confusing. That was such a weird, boring game against the Panthers. Um, seven pass attempts. I mean, I don't know. That's not going to happen again. I don't think anytime soon. I think they'll be throwing a lot more this week, and it'll be interesting to see how much uh, playing time, how many snaps Inman gets. And then a questionable decision of the week, uh, Brett picking up New England for defense. I'm pretty sure that they're like 32nd in the league at the, against the rush and 32nd against the pass, except what a, for their shutout against Atlanta last week. What a traitor. He's going against the Bears. Doesn't he know what Mitchie T is going to do? The pretty boy assassin is going to carve them bitches up. What? You're not playing New England. Oh, I thought you said New Orleans. No, New England. New England. Oh, never mind. Then retract every most of the things that I had said. Uh, no, New Orleans, good defense. Uh, actually, Vaughn picked them up. Dropped New York. He's. Oh yeah. Of course, he's going to go against you. Yeah. Well, who knows with those Iowans? Yeah. Well, and uh, so Pete, this brings me to a nice point about shaking up the league. I have an idea, and I want to propose it for a rule change for next season. It's going to be a roster rule change. Okay. So we've had some talks this year about the, the whole rules about keeping quarterbacks or how many you can have on your roster. Okay. And in order to make that a little bit easier, I say we – and listen through it first. Let's abandon the two-quarterback system and Already move, move to a one-quarterback, one-super-flex. No. So we'll have one-quarterback – Two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex, and a super flex that can be any position. And then people can decide whether that way we're not, people aren't just starting shitty quarterbacks that they could actually make a better decision to start a wide receiver or running back instead of somebody when they're on the bye week. Um, yeah, I mean, bring it up. I think people are going to be still just starting two quarterbacks. Uh, but maybe it just is different for bye weeks. Um, yeah, I don't was, like it. I 
it would give everybody the same chance. You can always still start two quarterbacks. And then there'd be, we could say there's no rule about how many quarterbacks you can keep on I, your I roster. Would just, I would just uh, go with the format that we have and get rid of the three quarterback rule. If you want to keep five quarterbacks and have just a shit bench, then go ahead. Yeah, I, you could do that. I just worry about a, a team becoming a juggernaut and having uh, a stud and not needing any backups. But I don't know. We can discuss it. That's an interesting thing. I've heard of that that before. I think it's a lot harder to strategize. I, I would really don't know how I'd try to prepare for weeks trying to look at rankings with a super flex. Uh, I would just go with a two quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, but I think it could be fun. Uh, it had another twist and things and I like to keep things evolving interesting so, idea and uh, yeah we can we can discuss that for sure. we, it'd be great if Howard was on here and we could uh, you know get his point of view since he's been Howard said Howard says he will do it next week oh okay so, maybe we'll bring it up then he's been very quiet on the, the fantasy football wire he has been. Uh, so it'd be good to hear from him yeah, I think he's just hiding in shame you know it's okay to creep out of the shadows every once in a while Howard yeah Ryan I don't think he listens to this podcast but, oh well. All right. Um, well, let's look at the the forecast for the next week. Let's do it. Where right. do we want to start? Oh, let's let's start at the bottom and climb to the top. We got uh, GM Jerky Boys versus Mother Boy. All right. And this is bi week hell for everyone. It should be uh, rough eight, one. Rough one. Eight, uh, or six. This week and next week, I think, are the two biggest ones. Yeah, so, and it looks like it is really the case for, well, both teams. They got four and five teams. No, well, he's got a couple of people on IR. So, yeah, each of them have five healthy players that are on bye this week. Wow, yeah. So, really not a lot of decisions on who you're starting this week and who you're not. Uh, Black has still got Dan Bailey, hoping for a miracle for him to come back or just waiting to pick up another kicker. But I'm sure it's the latter there. Yeah. He's, he's pretty attentive. Kind of a risk with Devontae Parker tonight, right? Or what's this orange box say? What is he going to play? Um, I don't expect him to miss. He's a game-time decision. And he's got – well, he's got Isaiah Crowell is basically the only person he could swap in for him. Yeah. Against Minnesota in London. That's a tough one. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you do that, especially if Parker is a no-go in – what is the game an hour and a half from now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's see if he's going to, um, Travis has Michael Thomas up against that incredible bears secondary takes no prisoners, just murders. And, uh, <laughs> he's questionable uh, wow. as well. Yeah. So he's got Nelson Aguilar, uh, or Mike Williams. So you can throw in there. Uh, probably Nelson. Was... Is Mike Williams healthy? playing he's getting close to it i think oh he played he played last week oh he played two weeks ago just hasn't done much two targets one target but yeah he's playing though yep versus new england that could be a juicy matchup if if he's gonna you know get back into his groove that'll be the time well discover his nfl groove he's never never been in a groove in the nfl yeah i guess Uh, yeah this is uh an ugly game. How was Travis projected 134? 19 from Cam. That seems like a lot. Maybe at Tampa Bay, though. Tampa Bay's defense is not very good. It's Yeah, that's true. NFC South. 
uh, matchup. I don't know. It should be a high-scoring game. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Bears are just so dominant on defense, but Cam was awful last week. Cam, I, I had him last year. I just don't trust him anymore. Yeah, I was okay getting rid of him. Um, I, I was after he had that good game, but I don't know. He's just he's – just, I think his ego is really just – Oh, okay. yeah, he's had some – he's actually been pretty good. He had 33, 27, 22. He's the but, number five – or he was before week seven, the number five overall quarterback. Hmm. So I would not have thought that. But, yeah, he's just inconsistent. Yeah, uh, He wasn't good against Philadelphia, even though he, he had 22 points, 28 of 52, 239, three picks, though. Yeah, I think and, he had a lot of yards that game. And the only way, yeah, that's the only way he's really can stay up there is the, all those rushing yards. But yeah. he hasn't been able to do that for a couple of years. And I think it's the way that they coordinate the offense now is they're just trying to keep him from getting hit. Well, I don't know why they call the quarterback power on fourth and two against the Bears. And I mean, that just seems like a wacky decision. Yeah. But I don't know who you got in this, this matchup here. I think we're going to even out, and it's going to be four and four, four and four for both these teams. So it's Travis winning. I'll, I'll go with you that too. I agree. Yeah, it, it looks like it. And uh, Travis, I'm giving you my lock of the week. Are you? Wow. Yeah. I'm not going to go that far. Although well, I want to make it early so you can have the next four games to pick it over, Pete. So right now you're three and two in the locks, and I'm two and three, just like our our uh, kind of season here standing so you're winning right. right now let's let's look move on let's go to cybercito versus uh, executive branch all right and both of these guys actually have uh pretty pretty full rosters actually not a lot of guys on by so this is an interesting matchup wow howard's supposed to get 21 points from minnesota's defense which That's, is not I, know. I mean against cleveland yeah, it's uh, certainly achievable. It is. What what if this is the game that Cleveland wins the year? Just throw a wrench in the NFC North standings and give Minnesota That'd a loss. Be wild. Uh, I uh, I want to say I would like it, but I'm I'm rooting hard for Cleveland to go zero and sixteen. So I want of any game that I want Minnesota to win, it'll just have to be this one, and yeah. of course against the Packers. Oh, okay, well, what else we got? Alex Smith gonna? We got our. I'm about to sneeze here. Ah, <laughs> oh, Zundite, my friend. Thank you, thank you. So hopefully, it limits to one. Uh, it'll be interesting. We got uh, the Minnesota running backs going off against each other, McKinnon and, and Murray. Yeah, Murray had the the good week last week, but uh, McKinnon yeah, he had the better one. I think it's going to be a tough. It's going to be tough to pick between these ones these two I think guys. they both could do really well this week especially against Cleveland but, I think so too yeah uh, I think a lot of running backs starting in the flex positions too only Adam Thielen the Minnesota wide receiver uh, in the in the flex position which he may or may not that may be a good choice it may not it depends if Diggs uh, is going to play he practiced today and he took the trip to London so I'm I'm hopeful he plays I think they're both they're both pretty good. Uh, I don't I don't think that Diggs being there that negatively affects Thielen. I think maybe then teams will shade their coverage more towards Diggs and open up some for Thielen, and 
they com I think they complement each other. It's not like they uh, uh, they you know take away from each other like some receiving duos do. I think they they complement each other pretty well. Um, Dylan seems to be more of just like the you know he's the white guy. He 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 gets those uh, gritty third down catches for ten yards, and then digs digs will bust a play open every once in a while, and is more of the home run threat. Um, but yeah, I think that they're they're a good complement, and I think Diggs is a solid play, especially against Cleveland. I you know start all your Vikings, and Howard has most of them. So yeah, it's a London game. We'll see if anything wacky happens there. But I, I think the only way that Thielen is better without Diggs is just he gets more targets. Obviously, yeah, but I, I agree. They will complement each other well. I'm looking to see Doug Martin. I really hope uh, I kind of want to see him just run over Carolina. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, that's it's a good game. Uh, big NFC South game. I think, it, especially if the Bears can handle business in New Orleans, which let's not get ahead of ourselves, but the NFC South is kind of wide open. I think New Orleans is in first. Um, so it looks like these guys don't really care about this week's winner uh, being, you know, the top wide receiver uh, duo. They're, no. looking, they're looking to win, which is obviously the first priority uh, for everybody in this league right now, being how close the standings are. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's Any, see. Uh, just thinking, Austin Carr's benching Safarian Jenkins, and he's a good tight end. I don't know who I would put him in for. I might put him in for Doug Martin. I don't know. Sean's got a bunch of good running backs. Yeah, he really Sean does. needs some wide receiver help. Maybe I'll try and make a deal with Sean, and especially with Jordy Nelson. Who knows what's going to happen with Rogers out? It's hard to trust Nelson. Hey, Sean, if you're listening to this, uh, let's talk about how we can make uh, Jordy Nelson and Diggs uh, make that work. See what we can work out there. A couple other players throw in. Talk mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, well, I'm sure he will listen, and he might talk to you. I think I might rather have Diggs. This point, that's a that might be a decent straight up trade. I don't know. I can never do a straight up trade. I might need a you know we might need to work some things around because it, it's so weird to trade like position for position straight up. But I do yeah. have my jersey on, so maybe maybe I do need to get him. I don't know though. I'm kind of jinxing all my players by either them just doing stupid shit off the field or uh, getting injured. So maybe I don't want to do that to Jordy. <laughs> well. I, I mean, I, we'll see what happens with him. Or I just have a really bad judge of character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, who you got in this game? Four and three versus four and three. Somebody's jumping to five and three here. Somebody's going to climb to the top. Um, it's a good quarterback battle. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to give Howard the edge because I think his Viking running back scores more points. Then Sean Carr's Viking running back. So that's Murray over McKinnon. Let's see if that's what it comes down to. Uh, I'm I'm actually going lean and Sean here. So fair enough. Fair All enough. All right. Move on to the next one. We got you versus Josh. Uh, Child Eaton Paleman versus the horizontal pass plays. Trying to hold on to that first place, Pete. And how are you going to do it? Well, it's going to be tough. Uh, we're the two highest projected point scores of the the week this week uh, of the league this week at uh, 150, 147. Um, 
I'm going to do it because Mitch is going to score way more than his 8.6 against the Saints. He's going to get two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown against New Orleans. Bears are going to go off. It's going to be a 42 to 17 game. Uh, Bears win. And it's just the Mitch Trubisky, the pretty boy assassin show. Um, I don't know. Le'Veon Bell's Sunday night against Detroit. It's always going to be scary. Carson Wentz against San Francisco. That could be dangerous. Um, it's going to be a good game, but uh, I, I still think I have the best team in the league, and the standings and uh, point totals suggest that as well. It could come down to what Kareem Hunt is able to do against Denver. I really like A.J. Green against Indy. Um, I like my wide receivers a lot more than his wide receivers. Yeah, I'm, I'm still interested, though. I think uh, Demarius Thomas, you know, he hasn't been performing too well, but Josh, that's another one. Uh, maybe Diggs, Thomas trade, uh, maybe something else. I'm, I'm interested in moving Diggs. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could talk then, too. I mean, if you don't want to get rid of Diggs, we can, we can see what's I got some on. good wide receivers right now after my trade with uh, Travis, and I, I might need a little help at quarterback or running back. So, And I've got a good two good tight Well, one good tight end for now. Uh, so we'll get we'll right, well, the tight ends out of it. Um, we can talk uh, off air about yeah. that. I like Le'Veon Bell. You know he's going to be doing real well, and uh, I think, yeah, I think your wide receivers definitely have the leg up. But he's definitely got him on the on the running backs. Although maybe Kareem Hunt, maybe he's going to do a twenty point game this week. Yeah, or a forty five point game. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? He's yet to score under thirteen. He's just been a, a stud. Uh, I think he finds the end zone this week, and he hasn't for a while. Not since week three. Yeah, so like 130 yards and a touchdown. You think that's going to happen? That'll give him. I don't know about 130, but uh, 130 total yards. Yeah, is doable. Yeah, and a touchdown. Yeah, get get about 20 points. I like it. Yeah, if he gets those all-purpose yards, he won't get the bonus. Right? It's it's individual. It's rushing and pat- receiving to get right. the bonus. Yeah. Okay. That um, could be something looking to change. I don't know if that's even an option though of changing that. Eh, I I kind of like it the way it is. I think yeah. they should be separate. Yeah, we'd have to bump up the the totals there. Yeah. All right. Well, that Pete. Good luck to you. I like uh, me, obviously. I'm I'm kind of leaning Josh right now. I don't know. I think if you're you know you got to have Trubisky outperforming his projected. I think uh, he will to really do it to really get up there, and I don't think you can have anybody drop. Well, you need very a lot of good consistency. You can't have any of those six points or under on your team. Yeah, I think uh, Jeffrey finds the end zone this week. Hopefully, once once uh, hooks up with Jeffrey for all of Wentz's points, and that outdoes the uh, Carson Wentz against San Francisco factor for Nauman. I could see Jared Cook getting maybe a couple touchdowns in this game with uh, Buffalo's got pretty stingy defense and I you know they don't have Marshawn they got those two running backs that they're gonna try to do an RBBC and I think they're gonna have to do dump off some short passes getting a lot of pressure so I could see Jared Cook getting maybe the two scores that that Oakland gets I don't know how they play in Buffalo we'll, we'll see how that goes two scores wow okay that's a bold prediction yeah but he's been playing really well man and uh I think Derek Carr really likes him he, we'll he's see. 
he has a, a high last week of 13.7 and he's gotten, he's cracked 10 once one, one other time this season. Hey, you know, there's really no consequence for making bold predictions here. So no, you're not going to get lashed. <laughs> no, nobody's hashing, like criticizing me on Twitter for giving him bad fantasy advice. No. Um, I got plenty sorry. of that though. If you want to want to know who to draft, uh, uh, yeah, who to keep? Go to Ben for bad fantasy advice. That's yeah. why. You, that's why you, we have listeners. Uh, well, it keeps it entertaining. And then, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of me, let's talk about me. Me and Brett Miller versus Miller Miller Bowl. Let's go. Miller one versus Miller two. Oh, Miller two or one has his kicker out, which is uh, that's going to be hard for him to overcome. Yeah. We'll see how what he does there. Uh, a lot of questionable people on his bench, so it doesn't look like Brett has a lot of choices of who he's starting. Uh, no, not that I not. do. Not that I do either. It's it's kind of I swapped out uh, Terrell Pryor for Josh Doxson. Uh, I think he's going to be the go-to wide receiver, but I'm not ready to start him yet this week. Is he just coming back? Oh no, he's been he's, he's been, been there, but uh, you know he's getting some praise from Kirk Cousins this week, and that was good to hear. And Terrell Pryor was absent from that conversation. First round pick last year for them. Yeah, uh, so, so yeah. I think he's going to be the guy who Kirk Cousins going to be going to. But he spreads it around so much. Kirk's been great. I love him. I love having him as my quarterback. But uh, you know, just can't rely on who the receiver is going to be. Uh, he just spreads it around or. Then I got Jacoby Brissett, and just uh, just don't have a quarterback. Otherwise, lost lost Carson Palmer, traded away Cam Newton, so not a lot of options left on the waiver wire. No, um, Goff. Yeah, but he's on bye this week, so it wouldn't oh, have yeah. done any good. Oh, let's see. I just got a tweet. Devontae Parker officially inactive versus the Bears. Ravens. I'm sorry, I can't read. Ravens. That beer is starting to get. I wonder if uh, Blecka, I'm sure Blecka will get to that in time. Blecka's yeah, on his shit. He's on his shit. So, hoping for you know Frank Gore to outperform. He's just been hitting a nice little, uh, a little, little floor usually of at least you know around averaging eight points a game. But is he still? Oh yeah. Uh, well, three last week. Yeah, but otherwise, you know. The averaging kind of floor. That was his lowest yeah. of the season. Jacksonville, I mean, they did got zero points, so it's not like they're going to lean on him for running. Yeah, uh, it should. And then uh, by Mike and Tyreek, Travis, I, I liked him a lot last week. That was really helpful and picked up Sanu. Could and I'm have ready. for sledding against Denver. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. But he just needs that one play, just like he had last week, you know, just to break it open and he's gone. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's lightning in a bottle. And I'm hoping Sanu is healthy and can, you know, tear up the Jets a little bit. And Matt yeah, Ryan he was has a get-right game after last week. After this whole year. Yeah, and I'm hoping to kind of neutralize some of those points that maybe Brett has. It would be really great if all Matt's touchdowns went to Brian, or to Sanu. Yeah, uh yeah, Ryan, ha- Ryan hasn't cracked 20 this year, which is pretty incredible for the reigning MVP. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Brett Miller, and I'm going to make him my lock of the week. Uh, I figured I Antonio, that was Antonio Brown is going to just uh, explode. Explode all over you. 
He could, and I think Mariota's brown juice. I think Ingram could do really well too. Uh, let's see against the Bears defense, please. Yeah, I think he's going to do better than Ginn. I think Ginn's going to get shut down. Oh yeah, where is Ginn? Oh, he's in Brett's flex spot. Yeah. So, and look at me, I've got I like four, Joe Mixon a lot versus Indy. I've got four wide receivers. So let's see if Crabtree and Diggs can put up some points and win me win me some money this week. Yeah. Or Hill. Or oh, also in. Mike Wallace will be inactive against the Finns tonight. Um, wait, who will? Mike Wallace. Wow. Bet the under. <laughs> yeah, it's a Thursday night game. Uh, two not great teams. Bet the under. Oh. All right. Let's well, get Pete- to the... Uh- Questions, the questions? Uh, Hawkeye questions. Well, I, I want to do, we don't have any commercials. We don't have any advertising on this podcast. So I do want to throw in a little ad right now. Um, sure. Just something that I've been liking this week. Uh, you know, I've Netflix is always putting out original content. And uh, this is not endorsed by Netflix. But if they do want to pay for some ad spots here, we'd be happy for that. I can do a little sure jingle. Um, if you have not watched it, uh, Big Mouth on Netflix Nick Kroll, his animated comedy with John Mulaney. Um, oh, there's some really good uh, comedians on it. Uh, all about these pre-pubescent and mid-pubescent boys going through puberty, and girls too, and dealing with their hormones. And these hormones manifest themselves in these little, uh, not little, large, uh, greedy, dirty, deviant little uh, fiendish mon- monsters who drive them to do just terrible, terrible acts that uh, remind us all of our, our sexual emergence, and it is goddamn hilarious. Uh, I don't, Pete, have you seen any of this yet? No, but I've heard of it, and uh, I will I will watch it. I will it, tune it, in. It, it, it is very good. Uh, some of the best animated comedy I've seen in a long time. I enjoyed some of F is for Family, but this really knocks it out of the park and getting me kind of into that uh, kind of double takes and spit takes where you, you just laugh at that stuff uh, just uh, out nice. loud. And uh, it's pretty incredible. So just want to throw right. that little plug in there before moving on to our so, questions of the week. Hawkeye questions of the week brought to you by Ben's free plug. <laughs> brought to you by Netflix and Big Mouth. Speaking of Big Mouth, we got our Big Mouth on uh, some Hawkeye content this week. So my question. All right. Should I ask uh, the questions? Well, let's let Josh talk a little bit about uh, the recap from last week since he always does that without us even asking. So thanks, Josh. Take it away. What's up, Manly Men and Sean? How are you guys doing? I am driving right now to Chicago. Just went through Iowa City and on our way to uh, Ian and and Sam's uh, matrimony for the wedding. See most of you guys there. And uh, we just drove through Iowa City and we were just talking about Iowa football and their West hopes are dead. D-E-D, dead. And so now uh, on to... Sorry, Sarah didn't get the joke, I don't think. Uh, yeah, those, okay. those, yeah. those brainiacs have really always got our number. It's deeply, deeply troubling. Yeah, it's oh. uh, the Hawkeyes always don't play well in Evanston for some reason. And Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that, Josh and Ben. And That was uh, hard to hear. Hard, hard to hear no one say that. Um, but we've got some questions uh, going kind of off of what Josh just said. Um, one, what, what does a salvaged season look like for the Hawkeyes at this point? Uh, and kind of 
off of that end is uh, at what point is the season even just unsalvageable and are Hawkeye fans just rooting for them to lose so that they get a higher draft pick? Um, Nauman, take it away. Is this season salvageable? Um, no. I wanted to win the Big Ten, at least the Big Ten West, and to play the championship game. So that is, that's out. So now we're really playing for a bowl game. If we lose this weekend to Minnesota, the Gophers, and the stupid row the boat, which doesn't make any sense, and he inherited a 9-1 team, and now they suck, and somehow no one has mentioned how he took a good team and made them shitty. If we lose to that shitty team, uh, that, would, that would really maybe even end hopes uh, so it's kind of a must win and it would really be a bummer if we lost silver lining uh, well if we don't make it to a good bowl we can't get blown out in a good bowl I guess so that's that's the plus plus side potentially um, okay oh wow wow insightful and uh, kind of sad uh, but understandable very understandable thank I you. didn't even know that that's how the drafts worked in uh, college football so that's that's really cool yeah Good. Yeah. Wow. We, I mean, we learn something every week when Josh answers these right away for us like that. It's uh, well done. Well done. Um, well, all right. Well, let's go on to number two. Um, we got a, a little over under Ben helped out with these ones. Um, over under Kirk will surpass Hayden Fry. Or So I guess this is a yes or no. Will Kirk, Kirk surpass Hayden Fry as the most winningest football coach in Iowa history during this season? Uh, and then kind of I got 2A and 2B here. Uh, what what are the, their total wins? How far is Kirk from Hayden Fry? And uh, also, how many more years do you give Kirk before you realize he's just not going to get you over the hump? Uh, he's not – he's – it's hard to see him winning a national championship. But uh, maybe. I don't know. Or, or are you okay with these kind of just blah years and then every five or six years having a – a run out of nowhere at the Big Ten title, um, and then maybe making a, a January bowl every every four, five, six years. Is that is that the ceiling that you're hoping for from Iowa, or are are we turning the tide on Kirk? Um, good question. I actually hold. On. I'm going to pause this real quick. I'm going to need to look this up. And I'm back. I just had to Wikipedia how many wins Kirk had compared to Hayden while blowing through a toll booth on, on 88 on my way to Chicago. Uh, but with our research, uh, Hayden Fry has 143 wins. Kirk has 139 at Iowa. And he will not get it this year, I don't think. As for uh, the other part wow. of Pete's question so about the mediocrity, Iowa, Iowa, loyalty there, uh, Iowa fans like, uh, fully, I think we fully accept that. Yeah. Words, it's uh, it's like we're out. wearing like, sweatpants you can, you can that just fit, tell that. fit Josh, well, passionate fit, they're comfortable. That, that I'm comfortable mm-hmm. in it. I appreciate and it. And oh, there's like some other like fancier pants down there, but I don't know if it will work. I don't know if I've asked this yet. We're like a slippery slope from being fire coach and being like an Illinois or a Purdue where all of a sudden we can suck for a very long time. And that could easily happen to Iowa. And I would rather... Anyone like that? I guess we're comfortable um, being in the top half of the Big Ten West with the occasional top ten finish. Kurt's had three top ten finishes in his career. 
three yeah. or four, um, which is really all you can ask for from somebody at the University of Iowa. So uh, mediocrity from Kirk and then probably 20 more years of it from, from his son, the next Ferentz, our next coach. And we'll have 75 years of reign of, of just three football coaches with an occasional good season. And that, that is Iowa football, and that's probably what we can expect for, for a while. Question three, weekly question, who are the young guys from Iowa? And I'm going to give you the most Iowa uh, response ever. First is obviously our, well, offensive lineman. That's just what Iowa does. And a big part of Iowa's struggles this year is we had two uh, 50-year senior tackles that are both hurt and we have now been replaced by two freshmen who talent wise I think are going to be pretty good and will be earlier on draft picks eventually but they're two freshmen playing tackle which has been I think a big part of why we can't run block uh, but they'll they'll both be good eventually earlier on draft picks and then the other most Iowa response ever is uh, our kicker we have a, a freshman punter who finally took over because our old rugby-style punter couldn't kick it more than 25 yards downfield with this new guy. At least he's booting it in the air. Uh, so, the, yeah, the most Iowa thing, two tackles and a punter are the young up-and-comers for the Iowa football team, which uh, I guess is kind of, kind of sad at the same time. Uh, anyways, I predict uh, for this week, a Iowa Hawkeye victory because Minnesota sucks. They're trying to row the boat. They don't know how. And for that, uh, we'll uh, we'll see about that during Ian's wedding. See everyone in Chicago. I'm out later. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That was a. Uh... Thank you, Josh. That was that was. I needed to hear that. Um... Yeah. How do you even spell that? That I, I'm 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 not hooked on phonics. I, I don't know how that you would even spell that name. I don't know how Josh even said it. It was uh, incredible. It was just a great, great answer. I I don't want to be racist, but I'm kind of curious about his nationality. Yeah, I think he's probably Jamaican. Mm -hmm. He's Jamaican or Canadian. Oh, well, well, some good insights. Uh, Hopefully everybody's listening, tuning in to this uh, on their way to a very merry Swanson wedding this weekend. Uh, Looking forward to seeing most of you and all all your bright and shining faces there. Yeah. Uh, very bright white faces, smiling with glittering teeth in your eyes. And Pete, uh, our trivia tonight, our, they give us a clue each night, and uh, this week it's SNL hosts. Any idea what they're going to be asking us about SNL hosts? Um, no. Who do you I, think, who's hosted it the most? Uh, Alec Baldwin, probably. Yeah, that's what Steve I thought. Steve Martin, too. maybe. Hmm. I would probably say Baldwin, though. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Um, it would be something silly. It would be something like, "Who was the first female host, or who was the first former cast member to become a host?" Which, oh man, I don't know who that would be. For gotta me. go way back. Yeah, I don't know. They do that with most of their their cast members come back and host at one point, right? So. Except the ones they kick off. Yeah, or they just don't resign. Um, I don't know. Well, have fun, Ben. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, Pete, love chatting with you. Thanks for thanks for telling me how snappy I look in my my new jersey. Can't wait to show it off like to you in person. All right, love Ben. Love you guys. Uh, see you. See a bunch of you guys later, and 
good luck uh, to everyone but Nauman and Sean Carr this week in fantasy football. Yeah, I right, love you guys. All right, see you. Bye-bye.